Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over the Cavan Miners' exit of the Ulster Minor Football Championship quarterfinal stage. Went down to Donegal by a single point in the most heartbreaking of defeats. Um, we'll also look back over the Cavan ladies who suffered a very heavy defeat um, at the hands of Armagh. Uh, we hear from Ashley Shording and from Shani Smith. Two Mullerhorn people on the podcast. You know, Paul, we love our Mullerhorn people here on the podcast, don't we? Is that not three Mullerhorns on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get confused. I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I would I be a club or yeah. what do you describe it as when you're really just everybody <laughs> non binary, non binary, <laughs> non binary. That's where I am. Um, yeah, well, we'll we'll talk briefly because I know we've done our, our review and our preview. But Mullahorn, um, Daniel Smith, and Tommy Maguire are going nowhere. Shani Maguire, Shani Smith was giving them a hand along the line when to beat Calvin Gales. That's them stuck for life. They're never getting out of that Mullahorn job. It's wild for Mullahorn beat the Gales, and they've taken a few dispiriting losses to the Gales in the last couple of years, where they've been just bet out the gate in the, in the championship. So. Um, that was a big win last night, and it has to be worrying for the Gales. I haven't seen the team sheets, um, but I, I I understand. I didn't even listen to the pod because I'm only home when I was away there. But I understand Eddie was do, was doing a lot of gloating about still being involved in the last man standing. <laughs> he was gloating a little bit, to be fair. I think the the, the fourth wheel on our on our uh, WhatsApp group was maybe exaggerating it a wee bit, but um, he he definitely was kind of rubbing my nose in it a little bit, which he's perfectly entitled to do up until the point that now I can go, I can't believe he got that one wrong. Like, Jesus, how how do you go? How do you go from that one? Having said that, I did pick the Gales to win it on our prediction, so I can't go back too heavy on it. Um, yeah, but you talk about who was missing, and we, we'll go through all this next week, but the Gales definitely on their strength, but so are Mullahorn. Like, if I said to you, no matter what Calvin Gales team is going out, Mullahorn are going to be without Cormac O'Reilly, Gavin Brady, Colin O'Reilly, the fullback, Matthew Hines, Hillian the Gunner. Um, there's a few more missing that I, I, I just that I can't think of right now. But to me, they're possibly five out of the top seven, eight players that Mullerhorn have. You know, so I think now, as I said, the games are missing Declan Meehan and obviously Garod McCarran and Jack Tully, Emmanuel Shehu. Um, Keenan Donahue was missing. Um, who as Evan Fortune I think was missing as well. So neither side at full tilt, but I think a six point win is is still it's 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 eye catching. It is eye catching because the Gales had only been beaten in one game out of seven up to that. So it, it, def- it definitely is eye catching. It's a great win from Mullahorn and 
just goes to show that Mullerhorn can can always summon up something like that's why they're regarded as a championship team because on the big day they seem to be able to put it together. They've never been a particularly consistent league team anyway. No. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a concern for the Gales, but they probably won't be too concerned because they obviously the lads to come back. But like we know that the Gales are are have slipped back into the pack very much so, and they're in the they're in the chasing pack now. They're no longer the ones being chased. Mm. Um, but it, it it does sort of speak to the high standards that the Gales have set over the years. That coming into that game, they had one only lost one game out of seven in the league, and we know that it's it's their weakest panel in a good few years. Like I know they've added in two shows who have been very good but it's the weakest scales panel in a, in a good while uh, and yet they're still able to win five and draw one out of the first seven games in Division 1 maybe that says a little bit more about Division 1 though as well Damien like um, you know you are you, like I've said, I said to you before I'm not getting into the split season thing I promise I'm not getting into the split season thing but if you take out the top 30 or 35 players out, out of the all-county leagues you're greatly weakening them and it probably is is leveling the playing field to an extent as well. Yeah, yep. No, I, I, it's hard to argue with it. Um, Actually, whether that will benefit or not is where I could argue that there's there's players that are getting game time now, and and that it may just bring on those players for for championship and strengthen the panels because the panels are going to have to be strong. Um, so look, there's there's always pros and cons. Anyway, we'll try to get back onto the motorway here that we're, we're veering off, as we always tend to do. We're just, we are. There's just a little twitch coming in the steering wheel there, so try and straighten her up. Back to, we, we, we start off, I suppose, with the, the ladies, because um, it'll probably be a short enough discussion around it. Uh, before we get into details on the game, let's hear from the Cavan full forward, Ashton Shorten. Joined by Ashton Shorten here after defeating the Ulster Championship to a very, very formidable opponent, Armagh, showing they're probably just a few steps ahead of Cavan at the moment. Yeah, look at them. Um, it's definitely a very disappointing result. Um, Armagh were the, definitely the better team. Um, I think we still had more in the tank. Um, I don't know would it have been good enough to beat Armagh, but you know, I think we just got a few things wrong today um, and it just really cost us. When you look at the start of the game, Cavan started with some good possession, a couple of early wides and maybe missed chances. And then when Armagh got the chance, I know after one good save or, or a, a charging call on on uh, Amy Mackin, but she finished the goal and it was the difference in taking chances and maybe not at the other end. Yeah, definitely. We missed a few chances in the first half and, you know, especially when Armagh had the confidence up and we then ended up getting the ball down in our forward line, but just didn't execute on Again, I think our fundamentals, maybe our shooting, our hand passing, kick passing, that just wasn't up to scratch today and it really cost us. It's uh, Just looking at the rule change or the, the, the charging rule that seems to be brought in against it, I, I think it's it's affecting the way that players are playing the game and it's definitely changed your game, hasn't it? Oh, completely. And, you know, if if you watch it, you'll see sometimes where the person defending the ball puts themselves in that place knowing they'll get the free against them. You know, it happened to me today where I literally just, I, str- I got the ball and I turned and straight away was met with a player and I got done for charging even though I hadn't seen anyone behind me and you know I'd love to look back on that footage and just see again I think that it's it's very hit and miss the charging rule obviously or definitely there is times when people are charging don't get me wrong but I think the defending player has to make a chance to move as well and I just don't know I, I really do think that rule needs to be looked at again Yeah it didn't really affect the outcome of the no. game but Arma, when when you look at it 
a very, very strong team. Well seasoned, the likes of Amy Mack and there and Kenny Mallet. They're, they're just a, a class act really to watch. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, they're coming off a league, um, a Division 2 league win. And, you know, they're going three for three, I think it is, for the Ulster Championship. And they are. They've been playing together for a while. You know, we obviously have a lot of new players in this year and we lost a lot of experience last year. So I really do think we're just trying to find our feet this year. And maybe it's just going to take um, a few games like that and just really try to find our feet, you know, especially after losing a lot of experienced players. You know, there's myself, the likes of NASA and my sister Jerry and stuff we really have to try step up and um, to be them experienced players so you know I think it's just going to take a bit of time look and now you have to then concentrate on the All-Ireland so how difficult will it be to, to regroup and, and get the get confidence into the group um, look and I suppose you know it, it is hard to come back after not knock like that and um, especially such a large defeat but you know our Ireland series is completely different we'll regroup we'll try fix the basic errors we've been making um, and really try improve and push each other on a training um, you know again it's just going to be where we really have to try step up to the mark depending on who we're facing look best of thanks Ashley. thank you it's one of those ones paul 8 14 to 2 7 there's very little can be said about it other than there's a gulf between these two sides our man are at a different level than calvin at the moment yeah it's 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 an awful result it's it's an embarrassing result like there's there's no getting away from that Whenever you concede a load of goals, like it always looks worse. Like if you were to concede twenty five points, uh, maybe one goal or two, it wouldn't look nearly as bad as when you concede seven or eight goals. It always just uh, there's a horrible look to a scoreline like that, and it really makes you look very bad. So I I don't know. Like the off the off field stuff has obviously had an effect on the cabin ladies, and I'd say it's a perfect storm. They are they have lost a lot of very talented players over the last few years, and like. You know, the, the Cavan ladies can't be immune from, criti- from criticism either for their performances like, at the same time. And I don't think, I think that would be doing them a disservice. Like, uh, we know that we know that the, there was off-field stuff was a distraction and it wasn't conducive to good preparations or whatever. But like, that's, I wasn't at the game. I've heard only bits and pieces about it, but that sounds like it was a completely unacceptable level of performance at the same time. Completely, completely. Yeah, like, again... Obviously, I'm a fan of the the Cavan ladies, but that's just it's not just below standard. It's it's not just a terrible performance. But these girls are capable of so much more than that. And for whatever reasons, I'm not going to jump into the reasons, but they're not playing anywhere near their capability, anywhere near their potential. Um, you know, I do think. Amy Mackin is pound for pound the best forward in the country at the moment. I think she's absolutely class. Kelly Mallon is 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 excellent, but I still think that Cavan should be able to curtail their influence to a certain extent at least. Like they they just ran free the pair of them, um, and I thought just you know it didn't look like a group that that are that are going in the right direction even at this point in time, and that's that's something. All the external factors can be can be continued to focus on, but if you're if you're focusing on external factors, you're not going to improve. And unfortunately, this team at this moment in time is getting worse. And that's uh, that's I'm sure that's extremely disappointing for the girls themselves and for the management and for the county board. I'm sure. So it's it's something that has to be has to change, and it has to change fairly fast because they're in a a group now in the All Ireland series where I think they face. Is it Munster runners up and Leinster champions? 
um, something like that. So you're you're talking about a Kerry, a Cork, a, a Dublin, a Mead. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a very difficult All Ireland series for the girls if something doesn't change. If they don't start to figure out what's the best way of them getting in a good performance, because like it's funny. I was listening to Colin O'Rourke during the week on off the ball and he's a manager at the very or a, you know the top level i still call it top level any intercounty manager he is a manager at the top level and he still says that tactics are secondary to just your level of intensity your work rate your honesty and i i, I don't think that that reigns enough that people realize how important that is and it didn't look like there was the right energy or intensity or work rate with the Cavan team or even confidence that they could go and work as hard as their opponent. And that's a foundation that teams I think needs to be built on and needs to be looked at again that with these girls because these girls have won underage all Ireland's a lot of them. You know, they they, they have the quality and the ability, but their their level of performance is way, way off the the top teams and even Armagh they're contenders maybe for the All Ireland, but to be in that second bracket, you know, they wouldn't be up in the top top bracket. I wouldn't think. Um, you know, they'd be very close. To, I I I'd rank them kind of like Derry in the men's football. You know, they're they could go and do it, but if you're ranking them out, they'd be outside the top three, four teams. You know. Mm, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I suppose that. What more can you say about it? I mean, only just to draw a line under it because you could talk, you can analyze it all day or talk about it all day, but. Really, that scoreline I think speaks for itself. And coming off the back of a of a disappointing game against Donegal as well, where they went half an hour without scoring, like they just it seems to be a perfect storm. Nothing is going right there for the Cavan ladies. So, um, maybe maybe they'll be better not holding on to their senior status for this year. That's the other way of looking at it. Like they had, like there've been a few relegation playoffs in recent years, like and just hung in hung in there in in senior ranks. Maybe the best thing that could happen would be down to intermediate. There's 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 a there's a slip road coming here. So there is there's a slip road. I'm <laughs> I, I, I'm tempted to go like God. Do do we avoid the slip road? Do we stay on the motorway? Do we go onto the slip road here? But I I, I yeah we go 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 into the tier two competitions. Jesus, nobody wants that, Paul. <laughs> I'm not getting into it. You try you tried to ambush me there, and you know you know that I don't like talking about this subject, so I'm not getting into it. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Um, having minors on Saturday evening took on Donegal in the Ulster quarter final and held a, a five point lead was it a five point or six point lead coming into the final five minutes of the game and six yeah six point lead and conceded a goal in four um, unbelievable heartbreak for the lads and and Look, at, we'll, we'll hear from the Cavan Minor manager, Shawnee Smith, and then we'll discuss the game. Time with Shawnee Smith after uh, exiting the Ulster Minor Championship here, a one-point defeat, injury point winner for Donegal. How are you feeling after that? Uh, look, we're, we're very disappointed. A very disappointed dressing room, Damien. Um, yeah, one point, I suppose. Look, we'll probably reflect on it and we'll look at the few little errors that we made and probably just didn't give, us, give ourselves much of a... A start in the first half, you know, but uh, look, credit to them all. They came out fighting the second half and it was a great big performance. But yeah, look, congratulations to Donegal. Um, but yeah, disappointed. It was one of those first halves that, that really Cavan didn't get going at all. And probably going in only three points down, you thought, right, without playing any football here, we're not in a bad possession. 
position. Yeah, look, it's 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 cagey enough football, I suppose. When you look at it, I suppose it's something you're going to come up against. It likes when you play Donegal, is you know, 15 men behind the ball. So, you know, uh, I suppose we, we were disappointed that we just didn't, you know, just take the game a little bit more to them. Um, but I suppose it was crowded in the middle in the middle area there, and we got blocked down. So, look, we, we addressed that at half time, and we, you know, you seen the reaction then after half time was pretty good, like. It was excellent to come out and, and, and the way Cavan took the game to Donegal. There was pace, there was a lot of running off the shoulder, really some, some top quality scores and that's probably the, the major positive you have to take from it in, in that moment. Cavan looks like a really good team. Yeah, there's looks, there's, you know yourself, there's great work going on at underage level and there's some great little footballers around different places, you know, so, um, but look, yeah. That's supposed to no good if you don't get to the, get to the end result of, of winning. So, uh, but yeah, the, the the reaction was very good. There's some good, very good scores, and I suppose just probably coming towards the 30th minute, we were just looking for another score, maybe just to put it to bed, but we just couldn't get that. And uh, you know, and fair play to Donegal, they took their scores in the end, and, and they came out the winners. One of their key players, Callahan, that centre half forward, was was their best player so far in the championship. I thought, in fairness, Aaron Shackleton done a brilliant job, but he showed some guts to step up in the end, didn't he? He did, he did. Yeah, you can't give a player like that just an inch, like. But yeah, Sheck was just brilliant, and he's been great for us all year. And uh, you know, he did his job. So, uh, but yeah, look, good players like that take take one opportunity. That's all they need, and put it away. And fairness, he did, like you know. When it comes down to a game of very, very fine margins, there was a call in the second half that looked very much a stonewall free for Cavan. Had your view on it? Yeah, I thought I thought it was the Andrew Hill one. I thought it was was definitely a, a foul. But I don't think the the player went to, went for the ball. But look, you know, I'm sure the Donegal will probably say there's some of ours as well. But that's 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 football, you know. And look, in fairness, the referee he done a really good job. Apart from that one, I suppose. <laughs> It's just a bit unfortunate when it's a one-point game. You look for every little tingle thing that could have changed. But overall, looking at the championship, two wins and and, and two losses in it, two one-point losses in it. So there's progress going on here that that Cavan are competitive with the, with the bigger teams in the in the province now. Absolutely, yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. And you know, and I said it before. I think it's the way this championship is set up. It's a great championship, you know, because you know yourself and. You know, you had your disappointment at one game. You know, is in the championship for for young lads, particularly underage level, they need games that they want to play games. So the way this championship is set up, it gives you more games and it gives you more opportunities to, to play on in Breffney Park. You know, so uh, but yeah, I suppose we look back at Tyrone and and today like that we just one point games. But overall, you know, we cannot fault the effort, the commitment of every one of the lads and even Liam and Barry and and Killian, of course, who's in hospital and wish him well, um, and Angela and every. Everybody that's Katie, that's busy with everybody putting a huge amount of work to, to bring these boys to where they are. So look, we hope we see more of these boys playing at under 20 level or senior level in the future. Yeah, look at there's good development going on, so, so well done on that, but hard luck today. Cheers. Thanks, man. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. I suppose that... At what point 
you're better on dates than I am. Terry Highland, at one point as senior manager, said, look, there's no more moral victories. And I suppose we're coming from a point at underage where getting back to moral victories is an improvement from where it was. But Jesus, one point defeats. I'm sick of them for our underage teams, to be honest. Damien, I don't know what has has gone on here in Cavan in the last few years, but we seem to have got over that hump that that literally lasted 15 years. Like from 1996 to 2011, we didn't win an Ulster under-21 or minor title. And I think we've often talked about it. Like that was the year where yourself and myself were coming up through our teens and so on. And lads our age were playing and they were brilliant footballers. They had great teams, like top teams. At the time, the International Rules Under-17 series was, was on the go and Cavan were turning out players for that left, right and centre. Captains and, and captains and vice-captains and starters and fellas getting mad in the match and everything. Yeah, we would go out and invariably lose narrowly games that we should have been winning in the Ulster Championship. But that all, Ulster minor under-21 Championship, that all ended. And then it started again. And we went a good few years where we couldn't lose. And now we find it hard to win. And I was looking back, like people might realise it. Like, let's just talk strictly about one-point defeats. Because if we could broaden this out, we could talk about a lot of games. We only have to go back to 2020 to find five one-point defeats uh, from our underage teams in the Ulster Championship. And more or less every one of those games they should have been winning. Start with the minors in 2020 against Monaghan. A last-minute goal, 75th-minute goal. They should have won that game. They definitely should have won that game. That was them gone. One, one and done. Uh, 2022, 2021, I can't remember 2021. Uh, off the top of my head, maybe you can, but 2020. Fermanagh beat the minor team well. By a point. Oh, was it a point? Yeah, sorry, I forgot that one. Yeah, was that 2021? Or no, I think that was. Yeah, that was 21. Was that 21? Fermanagh beat them by a point. I forgot about that one. That was a game. That they definitely, I completely forgot that one. They definitely should have been winning that game. They were, but they, they were five, poorly in that game. They did, but there were five points to no score up. I think, and uh, yeah. I think they might have let in a penalty or something, or let in a goal. And um, yeah, I remember Darrell Love hitting the woodwork. You know, they could have, they could have ran away with it. That from team were beaten by thirty points afterwards. Mm. Um, twenty twenty two, on the twenties, lost to us the final to Tyrone by a point, and again we should have won. Mm-hmm. 20, 20, you're at that. 2023, the under-20s, lose to Monaghan by a point. Yeah. And again, and again we should have won. Yeah. 2023, our minors lose to Tyrone by a point. Now, I'm not going to say we should have won that game, <clears throat> but we didn't we play. We could have won it, but that's the one I, I would say, to be to be, to be be fair about the thing, I'm not going to say we should have won that game, um, but we, we definitely could have got something out of it. We just left it too late that day. And then we, we go and blow a six-point lead with five minutes to go here and lose another one by a point. So that's that's actually six games. Since 2020 alone, we have lost six Ulster under-20 and minor matches by one single point. But that is too many games for it just to be a coincidence. There's something going wrong there. Yeah, there is. And if you take the teams that we lost most of those games to, for man are probably the exception, is Donegal, Tyrone, Monaghan, um, who are all and have been competitive and in Ulster finals at those age grades and winning Ulster titles at those age grade age grades, along with Derry, obviously. Um, so there's, you know, there is that small gap of the 
the haves and the have-nots in Ulster. Uh, we're still probably in the have-nots, unfortunately. Um, but I do think, and I, 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 my, I, my genuine takeaway from this game is that it's not a million miles away. I Even that Fermanagh one-point defeat that we're talking about, I came away from that game saying we're we're well off the standard here. This this is, you know, this this has us way way down the the pecking order in Ulster. I I didn't get the feeling last year that we were that far off the standard, and I don't get the feeling this year at minor level we're that far off the standard. Um, I I, I think that there is some green shoots, but again, what you are is coming back off a, of a period where there wasn't just enough work being done with development squads. And thankfully that has changed. There's a lot more work being done now, but it's, it's leading to these one point defeats, which I, 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 I am sick of, but I'm probably more enthused or, or I have a little bit more hope than I would have had two, three years ago, to be honest. Um, Because I think that there is, there's there's better work going on now, and I think we'll see that that we'll reap the rewards of that in the coming years. But yeah, take taking it back to the game itself. But well, just just before we go on to that, David, <clears throat> sorry, can you hear me? I, I lost you just as you said before we go on to the game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, you pick me up now. Yeah, you're there now. Yeah. Um, that could be an omen there for some reason. My, <laughs> my internet connection dropped. But what I just said was um, we 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 never got into a massive post mortem about the under twenties this year, uh, and I don't want to get into that today. But just on one thing, I'd be very interested to get your thoughts. I'm sure people would be interested to get your thoughts, having been so involved in it. Like I felt that it was like a level of panic set in with the under twenties this year in the last ten twelve minutes when they sort of they sort of finish line and and they just started making bad decisions. They couldn't get their hands on the ball and. I'm not just saying it because you're sitting across from me, but I don't think you can you can blame management on that. It's, it's a, that's a much wider issue, and it, obviously there must have been a level of panic or a loss of composure um, against Donegal on Saturday, and there certainly was against Monaghan back in in 2020 in that minor game at Clonus where Cavan were like out in front, but you just wanted to see the finish line, and you're, you just had a feeling that there was something happening there. So, what 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 is your thoughts on that? Like what uh, my honest honest thoughts on it are that unfortunately you can't prepare a team for that situation until the group of players have been in that situation before together and they they then can figure out okay well this is what happened this is what went wrong and this is how we can try to make sure it doesn't happen again Um, so I, I do think that the lack of games so if you look at you know, with this year's minor team, okay, got a lot of games and they they were in different scenarios coming down the home straight through these games though. Like they were if you look at they were coming from behind at Tyrone and just didn't get over the finish line. The the, the final whistle went before they, they could get the scores that they needed. They were so far ahead of Antrim that there was very little learning in the finish line. There was Pretty much the same scenario, really, with with Armagh and with no disrespect meant to Armagh, they were never going to claw back the way a, a decent enough side like Donegal were going to be able to do. So when the tide started to turn against this minor team, 
I don't think they had the bank of experience to say, okay, whoa, 15 players, let's get behind the ball. Got to win this kick out, got to keep possession of the ball. And a lot of that comes down to their 16, 15 and 16 year olds, you know? So I, I, I think that the more games, like that's why our, I, I am enthused both by the, the increase in the amount of work that's been done with the development squads and the, the structure, the system that they're coming through. This minor team now has played four championship games this year. You know, has there been a minor team in Cavan that's played four championship games before that didn't win an Ulster title? Mm. Doubtful, yeah, doubtful. You know, so I do think that they're, they're, they will have gained so much more experience from this and if they continue working as hard as they have been under Shawnee and, and and co, I think that there is there there's there's green shoots coming from that. Like if you take the the under twenties, again, let's take somebody um, like Kaelan McCabe for example. Kaelan McCabe with this team played one championship game at, at under twenty level, one championship game at minor level. That's it. That's the sum total of his Ulster Championship experience with this particular team. So I don't think that that's real development. I don't think that that's conducive to getting these guys to learn from the experiences around. You can you can say that as individuals, they would have had experiences like this with other teams and then been able to step up. But it's it's the highest level that these lads are playing at at that point. And while they might be able to grab the ball and do all the right things when they're playing with their club or even with their schools, this becomes a different task. Doing it on their own isn't possible. Or if it is, then they are a very, very exceptional talent. Um, you know, that 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 we wouldn't have seen a huge amount of, you know, in the past. So I think it's it's a combination of of things where I don't think that our under twenties this year the final year lads, they hadn't enough work done through development squads. Granted through COVID and different reasons, whatever whatever reasons they are, they hadn't enough work done and they hadn't played together enough in in their their underage career as Cavan footballers for them to have the ability to to deal with that moment of pressure. Um so I I don't think it was a fear factor. Like I don't think it was something that they were kind of going, Oh God, we're we're ahead of Monaghan. Jesus we're we're worried here. I just I, I think it was just that when the tide started to turn against them or when in fairness with the under twenties, the tide turned against them, but they turned it back in their favour. They just didn't execute. They didn't finish the chances they created. Um mm-hmm. which was not a million miles away from getting that win you know it'd be different if they didn't create the chances for me they, they created the chances they got themselves in a position to probably win that game and just didn't didn't take the chances but at least I, I, sorry from what i was told about the the miners they didn't play particularly well on the evening would you agree with that i know i wasn't at it obviously last saturday but i was told that they didn't play particularly well and they were kind of six point lead possibly flattered by the time they got into yeah. it the six point lead definitely flattered him. Ben, ben Tully's goal was 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 fortunate. Um, it was a free kick from outside the forty five, and he was probably wind assisted trying to get it over the bar, and it dropped over the keeper's hands and head and and into the back of the net. So that that put Cavan six points in front, and they 
they didn't really deserve to be six points in front. Having said that, they were the better team in that period from half time to to uh, after Ben Tully's goal. But from that to the end, Donegal stepped it up, and like there was some good performances by Cavan, but I don't think the forward line clicked. Even though five of the starting six forwards scored, and Jamie Clark coming off the bench added another point. I don't think the forward line clicked. Um, sorry, four of the starting five, and then Jake White got a free. He came off the bench. He 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 started. He didn't start, and Oren Madden started ahead of him. Um, I just it felt like the forward line just weren't on top of their game. Um, and but I thought like Aaron Shackleton was doing a really good job on Shane Callahan, who is. Talking to Martin McHugh and 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 lads from Donegal, he's a special talent that they're very excited about. Um, I thought he'd done a really good job. Just Callahan kept on battling, kept on battling, and then when it came to that crucial moment, he 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 stepped up, grabbed the ball, and and stuck it over the bar with the left foot. Like I thought, that was an impressive moment for a young fella to say, "The game's here to be won." I'm not playing well. I'm being really tightly marked, but I'm going to get the winner. And, you know, it was Conor McManus-esque that he's done so many times against Cavan. So uh, Shane Callan is a name that I'd be watching for. But having said that, Aaron Shackleton, for me, done a really good job on him. I thought Jensen Tynan done a very good job on Conor, Cahill, who, Conor McCahill, who was their, their second top player. If I was to be critical... um. Whatever way Cavan were trying to create a plus one, they didn't get the communication right to cover Lurkin McGee, um, who hit three points and was finding himself in all sorts of space um, free on the ball. So he was out around the middle of the field. Cavan were trying to create a plus one at the back. And in the in the process of doing so, Nobody was picking up Lurkin McGee and it made him look like a superstar. He scored three points, but in reality, he scored three points completely unmarked. Um, so that that would be one thing I'd, I'd be disappointed with. A, a big positive from a Cavan point of view as well for me would be Liam Bell in goals. He He's very, very solid under a high ball. I'd say he caught maybe two or three that looked like they were going to drop over the bar. Big, big, strong unit. Um but his kickouts for the most part were, were very good. So I think there's something to work with there from the young lad from Knockbride. Um definitely a, a prospect for the future. Um and I thought Joshua Shehu as well um showed a lot of pace and directness and energy. Um maybe needs a little bit more finesse, but I think in general it it'll come with him. He has the foundation of it. Going back to Colin Morrock's points, he has the intensity, he has the work rate. Um and the rest of it he just has to work on his on his skills, tightening up a little bit more. Um Ben Tully I thought looked very good in the middle of the field. Um good quality player in award as well, had had a good enough game, but like one of them seemed to be dropping back in and in the in the confusion of that, that's where Lurkin McGee got an awful lot of space and time on the ball. But um like I, I came away from the game still saying that you know, keeping my my under twenty managers hat on. There's a lot of lads with potential on that squad. There's a lot of lads that I'd be comfortable or ready to step into an under twenty squad. Um, that have that have enough talent there, and I, 
I I not look at him bitterly disappointed, but I just think that the the thing is torn in a little bit. But look, maybe I'll be proven wrong. If we don't win, if we don't win some Ulster underage titles in the next three four years, I I'll be I'll be surprised. I have to say. Yeah, look, I saw them twice, and I I thought they were they were a really talented team, um, and it like Derry are Derry are meant to be an incredible team at that level. There's an awful lot of talk about Derry. And it'll be interesting to see now. I think they've played Donegal now, don't they? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's gonna be interesting to see how that game goes. But I, I saw them twice. And I, was, I was impressed with them. You, you know, they're going to be well prepared. Like they have a good management team in place. Those lads uh, have a good record, and so I don't think there was anything wrong with how the team was prepared or anything like that. And I, I, I think don't think there was anything lacking in terms of the players that they had either. They looked to be good enough players. They, they, they did remind me of the twenty eleven minor team in some ways like they had a few big tall lanky players like who are would remind you of Killian Clark and um, Michael Argue and Liam Buchanan and Paul Graham lads of that physical profile not, maybe not as tall as the two middle lads I mentioned there but they had a few big tall lean lads who were going to fill out into real big men like it looked a little bit like that team they had pace as well and, and um, you know you see Shea who there wing forward he reminds you of the role that McVeigh played in that minor team in 2011 and um, you know they had they had a a big target man there at times as well. So I, I had I had high hopes for them, but very disappointing to lose it in the way they lost it. Probably probably is the most disappointing way to lose a game. You can nearly you could nearly cope with it a little bit better if if they had been roundly beaten. And you could say, well, look, they they just weren't good enough. But, but when you're more than good enough to win and you don't win, it's a killer. But um, look, the only thing is, Damien. It's always darkest before the dawn, and the tipping point comes, and you don't even realize it. And you've, we've seen it so many times over the years. Like look at Cavan uh, in that period up to twenty eleven. Suddenly, all of a sudden, like, like flicking a switch, it had changed, and we hadn't even realized that it had changed. And it probably had changed in twenty ten when they got to the under twenty one final. Um, but like two thousand nine, for example, the under twenty ones were beaten, I think, by a point by Armagh. I remember Al Lamara talking to me about it, saying like they had a hell of a team, like. And uh, they went up, they went up and lost to Armagh on a Wednesday night. But he, I don't think they had really prepared that well that year. But it changed, it changed, and it changed quickly. And we saw it with Simpats as well. Or in my time, Simpats never won anything, and it got to the stage where Simpats pulled out of Ulster and started playing in Leinster in in the senior competition. And in my time, Simpats used to fulfil maybe two McCrory fixtures and not bother fulfilling the rest of them because you get such a hammering. Um. That happened in my year, so but it, that changed very quickly too. So it, the tipping point can come, and you don't know it until you've already passed over. So maybe we've already passed over, and we're going to see that reaping that reward in the next couple of years. But at the moment, it's pretty unbearable to look at Cavan teams going out and losing by a point, and that's just from my side of defence. I'm sure for your side of defence, it's even worse. But um, it's yeah. it is, yeah, it is, and 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 I feel I feel sorry, I feel sorry for the likes of Shani. Or for Shawnee and and Barry and and Liam and Killian and that put in a big effort and, and maybe even for the players, you know that I I do think the the effort is being applied. I think it is and and yeah. talk with these players, they are they're they're enjoying it as well. It's not that they're this idea that they're they're being worked too hard in any way. They love it. They love being part of these squads and they're being well looked after by the county board. I I do have. A uh, slight 
thing in my head that there's there is still another level we can go to here. Like there's another there's another step up that we can we can take. And I, I don't think it'll it's that far away. But um look at time time will tell. We'll we'll see how it pans out. But for <laughs> miners unfortunately that's the end of it. If you think back to the two thousand eight miners who who had yeah. the beating of Tyrone like and were were caught um by a point or two by by a really good Tyrone team who of course won the All Ireland which is which is powerful of course back then. They turned it around and three years later as under twenty ones they beat Tyrone and they lost the final and beat them again the following year and uh, really hammered that home like so it can it can change. Um, and and, and it, I remember talking to Niall Murray around that. They that minor defeat they knew that they were good enough to beat them. They knew they were close. And what it actually done was it focused enough of those players to say, we're getting these boys back. We'll get our opportunity. It's going to come at some stage in the next three years at under 21 level, and we're going to take that opportunity. And if enough of these minors turn around and say the same, we'll, we'll have the same result. I've no doubt about it. If if they take that, that Donegal defeat and say, Listen, we were better than that. We should have we should have gone on and beaten that Donegal team by five or six points. Let's go and make sure we do it right now. Let's go and work really hard for the next two, three years. I've no doubt they'll turn it around because there's loads of talent on that team. I uh, I think back to that win over Tyrone in the under twenty ones in two thousand eleven. <clears throat> the point was I was two and a half years working in Celt and I never actually met Ronan Carlin personally. I never met Ronan when he was playing with Cavan. First time I ever met him was on the pitch after that game, and I went over to interview him, and I was like, "I'm Paul," and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm Ronan," and I said, "Please meet you." But he he made a comment. That's uh, the truth. Did you actually say, "I know"? <laughs> I, I should, yeah, I was. Before we talk about the under twenty ones, let's talk about ninety seven here, Ronan. <laughs> but um, he made a comment that night, and he says, "This, this team is going to change captain football," and yeah, it, it did. It did change captain football, but. Yeah. There's no doubt it did. Like Niall Murray put the ball in the net after ten seconds that night, and uh, that the, the fact that you just mentioned Niall Murray and like that goal changed Cavan football certainly. Yeah. But on a slightly different topic, it's ten years to the day today since Cavan beat Armagh and Gia Mikey scored that great goal in Breffney Park in uh, an Ulster preliminary round. In in ten years, what when you look back, uh. On those ten years, I think where we were back then, we had we had won an Ulster minor, we had won three under twenty ones in a row at that stage, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. We had just beaten our man in the Ulster preliminary round, and we were, we were going to end that season in an All Ireland quarter final. Ten years on, what are your emotions? I would have expected more Ulster titles. Yeah, at I, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm saying more as in. I would have expected us to win at least two, maybe three, and that would have been a good return. I, I probably would have liked and expected us to stay in Division One, a couple of times in that, and maybe make an All Ireland semi final, something like that. I, I do have the, I do have that underlying feeling that that under or the under twenty one team in twenty fourteen that was. It was 14 it was beaten by Dublin in Port mm. Leash. That team should have won the All-Ireland. And had that team won the All-Ireland, I think that was a game changer. I think that pushes everybody onto a different level that you definitely would have achieved those Ulster titles um, 
and pushed on with with further success, even at underage. I, I do think an All-Ireland title would have been a game changer in that four years. Um, and I still feel that an All-Ireland underage title is going to be necessary for Cavan to bridge the gap to get to the top table, personally. So I yeah, I, I agree with you completely. When you look back 10 years on, it was so much better than the previous 10 years. Yeah. So yeah. in that sense, that, that under-21 win did change Cavan football because I know that's 12 years ago now, but um, that was the start of, of it all. But 10 years on from 2013, like it was so better from the than the 2003 to 2012, 10 years, where you, you started it by losing the answer in Ulster and you ended up by being humiliated by Kildare and Breffney and you know, you're coming off that terror. What a, what a 10 years. What a way to bookend 10 years. like. But uh, I, I, I'm disappointed too, looking back on it. And yeah, if, if the, if the under-21s under in 2014 had won the All-Ireland, you're right, it would have just changed things a little bit. But in hindsight, with the benefit of hindsight now, and we can look back on it, I think the mistake that we made was uh, allowing Terry Highland to leave when he did and bringing Matty McLean in. That Matty McLean set up uh, wasn't really up to it, I don't think, when we look back on it. And uh, there was a lot of impatience and a sense that Terry Highland, there needed to be a change back then. But in hindsight, Jesus, we where, didn't, didn't. Where was our cruising speed? Yeah, in hindsight, like, we, where you had to ask the question, are you still making progress? Yes. And Jesus, like, Kevin, I just got to the Division 1 for the first time. It was a lot easier to get to it the second time around. You had done it before. To get to it for the first time, like, in, in so long was a big thing. And and had a great performance and, and beat our man comfortably in the, in the thing, in the Ulster Championship. And drew it to her own. Uh, okay, beaten, well beaten um, in a sort of a freakish game in, in the replay. Mm. But was definitely progress was still being made at that stage and and what also happened was it took so long to appoint McLean that players had drifted off the panel completely that was we, lost, we ended up losing three or four players yeah it's, it's that, was a torn, that was a torn point in the in the decade I think it was and and there was there was a few crucial moments I, I, I think and I think we've hit on three of them Niall Murray's goal was a crucial moment because it changed mindsets. It allowed the Miners to go on and win that Ulster title. They yeah. believed that it could do what Niall Murray and that minor or that under twenty one team had done. I think the the missing out and the refereeing decision that cost that Cavan team in All Ireland in twenty fourteen. And I think the 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 continuity that would have came from Terry Highland being the manager going on into twenty seventeen and the relationship that Terry has with Cavan as a county, not just Cavan as a team, the senior team. I think that would have been very different because he probably would have at that stage. But Terry took over as senior manager at 14 or 13, was it? Well, his first full season was 13. Yeah, he, they, came in, they came in a couple of weeks before championship in 2012. Right, so was, we'll say 13, 14, 15, and then 16. So he was going into his fifth year. Terry would have been looking at the development squads and the minors and the under-21s and having lost both in 15 and 16 and not gone well at that, I've no doubt that he would have been, as Cavan senior football manager, saying, "That's what's going on here now? Let's get this right again. We need the conveyor belt to continue coming. And unfortunately, the conveyor belt stopped. It just, it turned from a really good standard high quality to dropping off. And that was that was a big, big part of it too, that 
I don't think an outside manager for the years of 2017 and 2018 was that bothered about her underage, how things were going. I think Terry Highland as an inside manager would have been bothered by it. Same way, in fairness, Mickey Graham is bothered by it and, and, and rings and asks and talks about it. So it's, um, you know, I, t- I think that that's an important thing within it. I, I think that they were three massive points on in that decade that that could have had hugely different outcomes had they not gone in, had they not happened. Mm. I think so too. Like, and I think um, the perception of Ter- of Terry Highland's reign. Um, how am I going to word this? I, I I think that Terry Highland didn't get near as much leeway as Mickey Graham has got. Put it like that. Mickey delivered an Ulster title, and he delivered an Ulster final appearance the year before, first time in twenty years. And that, if I'm big enough, Terry getting the team to Division One, that you have to at least equally. Big up Mickey getting the team to an Ulster final the first time in in twenty odd years, which is unbelievable. But like progress has stalled big time with the senior team um, in the last couple of years in in championship football, and that wasn't the case back then. So it's it's amazing like the way the thing can change. And back then, like <clears throat> yeah, look, it's just sliding doors moments. Who's to say that maybe a change wasn't needed back then? But in hindsight, you can see that that. It didn't we went, benefit. It, it didn't benefit the setup that came in. It probably it probably just was didn't really work between with Cavan and and uh, Manny Medina and the fellas that he brought with him as well. It wasn't for want to try him, but it just wasn't a good fit, and we lost a bit of momentum then. And yeah, look, ten years on, I suppose from that brilliant day, Mackie's goal and beating Armagh, it's there is a tinge of disappointment, but at the same time. I do remember saying, like, I, I thought we'd never win Ulster again. Like, I was so pessimistic with the thing. I remember thinking I'd give no, any to win one Ulster. No, Paul, you are not pessimistic. Don't <laughs> ever shock us with something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's, it, 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 it's interesting to watch back. And I, I do think, though, even if I had said to you in 2009, you know, what do you think the next 10 years hold? You know, you'd have been fearful. You'd have been, oh, yeah. you'd have been saying, "Oh my God, this is, this is bad." Like we, we're, we're at the bottom here, and we, we don't look like we're going to get up a level here. You know, so I, I do think that hopefully, this is the darkest point, as you said earlier, before the dawn. But yet we're coming in at the darkest point, being our senior team in Division Two, with an Ulster Senior Championship in the recent past. That I think we're starting from a a, a higher base level. Um, yeah. Hopefully, it pushes on, but it'll only push on if enough people get their shoulder to the wheel and work really, really hard at it. And that's that's the important thing. Everybody moving in the one direction. So, that's my inspirational speech for for today for you, Paul. Thanks, David. <laughs> Folks, we'll be uh, we'll be heading to London tomorrow so we're looking forward to that one uh, we do uh, a wee bit of a preview early in the morning so set your alarms by uh, by probably seven half seven we'll have our preview out we're going to do that on the road up to the airport tomorrow morning and our match day diary obviously will be out then on Saturday night or Sunday morning as well um, so don't forget to check out our Patreon service or diehard service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin where Eddie Halligan, Eddie the expert, gave us his predictions, one word predictions for all the All County Football League results from the weekend gone by. And we looked, or sorry, predictions for this weekend and results we look back on from the weekend gone by. Paul, before I let you go, I have to get one comment on you. Yeah. Mahara, 
beat Corla. Mahara won the game. How did that make you feel? I'm delighted. It made me feel delighted. I immediately put up a tweet about it. I was delighted for the Maher lads and I heard the party raged after it. So um, we're gonna we'll have to try and get a couple of Maher lads on the pod there. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. It does good one of them can't be Terry Highland or Terry uh, Keegan because he's just always mad to, to to be spoken about. But no, I think I think there's a there's a few few characters in that Maher dressing room that, that, that could be on. So yeah, I think that's a good idea. We'll we'll have to talk about them, but delighted for them. It shows that there's always light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, yeah. and Maher has found that light. Thank God. And as I told you, Damien, I, I spoke to Doc Mulhall. I don't know the name at the time, but I name him now because he won't mind because it was a it was a great prediction. I tried to kill. Uh, yeah, he's involved. He's a manager of Kill, or he's involved with with Kill and the management anyway. And uh, he was laughing about you tipping uh, Maher to be killed, but he said to me they're they're pretty good, and he says they will win games. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, Doc had it right. Yeah, I like I like the way you done that, but don't give me any credit for <laughs> winning a game a week before the win a game. But like, you know what I was thinking? No. You know what I was thinking? Okay, you tipped them to be killed, and they were they were beaten off the field that evening. But I also said that it was the worst Tyrone team I'd seen in years, and the one they all Ireland. They are equally bad and also equally good predictions, but it just took longer before it became obvious. Like Tyrone have been Tyrone have been shite ever since that. So I was right. And I you're right. I, Let's just I, say we're both right. <laughs> I love your ability to remember every statement you've ever made until it becomes true. Time will always come round <laughs> and, and prove all of your statements true. That's why I have my Talchin Cup No Hopers up on the wall. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Go on, Leitrim, Antrim, Waterford, Wicklow, Carlow, London, New York and Wexford. <laughs> Folks, thanks so much for listening. Have a good weekend. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvinaise, yeah! Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah.